0: Well, let's get some insight from Salt Shakers when it comes to this marriage debate. Jenny Stokes from Salt Shakers has been following things very, very carefully and uh, with the issues of the U.S. Supreme Court decision and what that means for us here in Australia. Uh, Jenny Stokes, welcome back to 2020. Great to be back. Jenny, one of the words I know you've been uh, interested in is a word called momentum. And uh, this idea of inevitability that the Marriage Act is going to change in Australia, uh, based on uh, some of the momentum from the US Supreme Court decision, uh, this word momentum is an important one because uh, the same-sex marriage lobbyists are very, very keen on making sure that everyone thinks uh, that there is momentum to get across the line.
1: Well that's right and and what we often do is look at what the activist groups who are campaigning for change in marriage actually are saying and doing we can say all we like about you know we want to support marriage as it is between a man and a woman and we don't want the law to change but it's often been very interesting to look at what the homosexual lobby is doing themselves and the main group um Pushing the marriage issue is Australian marriage equality, uh, run by Rodney Croom, who's a well-known homosexual activist, and they've put out a media release uh, after the US court decision where the the Supreme Court justices um, voted uh, five to four to find a right to homosexual marriage in the Constitution. And, uh, you know, just on that decision, there is no word marriage in the U.S. Constitution. It actually doesn't mention marriage. So they've actually found this right, even as the the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, uh, John Roberts, actually said, there isn't actually a right there and uh, doesn't even mention marriage. So, uh, you know, th- the decision itself is a concern. But, of course, then Rodney Croom's come out with Australian marriage equality, and he's, his first statement is the U.S. Supreme Court will provide even more momentum for marriage equality in Australia than the Irish referendum. And it's it's interesting even just mentioning the Irish one there because after the Irish referendum voted in favour of having homosexual marriage and we know that a lot of the rural people didn't vote, there were only 60, a bit over 60% of the population voted in that, but it was claimed here in Australia as a big push forward. We had politicians, conservative politicians like Tony Burke Um, actually changed his view and said, well, you know, it's obviously going to happen. Ireland shows us that, you know, I'll now vote for same-sex marriage. So the homosexual lobby used the Irish referendum to push the issue forward and they're saying that this will even be greater, more momentum.
0: Well, the pressure on our politicians is huge, uh, whether they're uh, uh, members who are in the House of Representatives or whether they are in the Senate. uh, There is a huge momentum from the same-sex lobby to actually turn those politicians from their support uh, for marriage as it is in the Marriage Act at the moment uh, towards this change. Momentum is an important word again here.
1: Well, well, that's right. And there's there's an interesting article where it talks about Malcolm Turnbull. Now, we we know that Malcolm Turnbull is in favour of homosexual marriage. We already know that he's going to vote for it. And he came out saying, yes, he will vote for it. And it's interesting that the article describing his position was the momentum uh, appears to be growing. And again, we see that directly from the homosexual lobby. But uh, Malcolm Turnbull said that the ruling will clearly influence Australia. And just like the homosexual lobby pointed out in their second statement that almost every other English-speaking country around the world now has same-sex marriage, Malcolm Turnbull reflects that idea as well. He said that, um, you know, we've got many, many countries and... uh, he actually says, you know, there's a sea change. He, he, to quote him, he said, all of the English-speaking countries that we are closest to, Britain, Ireland, Canada, the United States, New Zealand, South Africa, they all allow gay marriage. Yes, my view is we should have a few vote a free vote. And if there is, I would vote for gay marriage. So very forthright. And both of them are, are trying to sort of say, well, there might be a lot of countries, and we've actually mentioned that there are a lot of countries that actually don't have homosexual marriage. There's about 20 um, 17 to 20, depending on how those are done, That 20 countries around the world that don't have, that have homosexual marriage. That means, you know, there's over 150 that don't have homosexual marriage. And so what they're saying here is we're trying to define out, distinguish out the English-speaking countries. And so therefore it's a much smaller group and we sort of, sort of seem to stand out more in that group. But there are many countries that don't. Austria just rejected homosexual marriage. Um, In Italy a couple of weeks ago, there was a huge rally of 300,000 people on the street saying that they don't want the recognition of homosexual relationships and they don't want homosexual theories, gender theories taught in schools. And so, you know, around the the world, there are countries that are actually saying no. And so we can still say no in Australia, but it's becoming more difficult.
0: Well, Jenny, we're going to be talking lots more about marriage in the next hour too, and particularly the child's right to a mother and a father and how that's all uh, been played out and uh, what Australians really think of that in some uh, new uh, galaxy research results. Uh, But the thing I would like to ask of you today, and this is something for every listener, to our conversation it's so easy to say I hope somebody's doing something about it but really there's a responsibility on each one of us what can individuals do that makes a huge difference and perhaps changes the momentum of how this whole uh, marriage situation is going what can we do?
1: Well the most important thing is to recognise that if it is voted on between now and uh, in the, perhaps in the spring session of parliament in the lead up to the you know, in the second half of the year It's going to be voted on. Every one of our politicians, both in the lower house and in the Senate, get to have a vote. Um, In the coalition, at the moment, they have a party position where everybody is required to vote against it, but that will come to the party room and there's a, a lot of pressure to get coalition MPs to have a conscience vote. That means that they can vote according to their conscience, which is what Malcolm Turnbull says. Well, if we get a conscience vote, I will vote for it. So there's a lot of pressure on the coalition for that. The important thing is that we all speak to our own members of parliament and our own senators. And that's exactly what the homosexual lobby are doing. And they're claiming that the reason that they've had seven MPs change their mind and they're working on the next 10, and we've already had Kelvin Thompson as one of those, members of parliament who voted against uh, support for same-sex marriage last time in the parliament that are now saying, yes, I'll support it. And the reason is that the homosexual lobby have said that they're going into electorates, they're working with some local people, so they might take along a lesbian couple and their family and they'll go along as well to lobby the politicians. And we're seeing many of those politicians then change their mind because they get that compassionate story in front of them. And so the important thing is to, that we need to be speaking to our politicians uh, whatever their position, but certainly if they haven't declared, and even if they've said, look, we're we're opposed to same-sex marriage in the past, we can't just say, oh well, you know, they're opposed to same-sex marriage because many of these ones who now have said this, they'll vote for it were originally opposed to it. So, you know, seven, ten politicians have changed their mind this year. So we need to be out there speaking to our politicians. Um, Good to get a delegation together, perhaps um, a minister from your church, uh, some of the, you know, the deacons, elders, and yourself. So perhaps, you know, then that comes. We're representing a bigger community. We're representing our church or even a group of ministers in a town can say, look, we're actually speaking to you from our, our bigger Uh, you know, representing our constituencies. But it's important for every individual to do that as well, to get in touch, to contact their MPs. And over the winter break, and the federal parliament is on a winter break at the moment, uh, some of them will be away on holidays for some of that time. But there's also a lot of time when they're actually working in their electorate. So they're more available for getting an appointment and seeing them in their office.
0: Well, it's that personal contact and it's not just the email, but it's also that handwritten letter. And as you say, getting together a delegation and uh, actually lobbing up on the doorstep of the office of your uh, Member of Parliament. Uh, Jenny Stokes, always good getting your insights. Thank you so much for being with us again today on 2020
1: great to be with you and to get the message out that we need to be be out there taking action and, uh, and presenting our views and that's the important thing.
0: And I'll point people to the Salt Shakers website where you can get some more hints on what you can do what action you can take to help turn around what appears to be momentum towards change.